0: Well, help, uh, have a hope you're having a great day. I'm Father Chris here at the Marian Fathers here at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge. It's an honor to be with you. Uh, we're continuing today with a very important talk, continuing our woke series that we invite you to join us. A couple weeks ago, I did the definition of woke and what woke is. Today, we are going to be uh, talking about... Um, pride in the pride movement what is the catholic church teaching it's not to beat anybody up but it is to express the truth and what our church teaches Uh, following this next week i'll be doing transgenderism and what that movement is and what also the church teaching is on that so and then following that i will be doing another talk on on the other issues of woke uh after that but Let us just trust our Lord, Um, very important. For those of you who are here, you can follow us uh, on our YouTube channel, Divine Mercy, or our Facebook page, Divine Mercy Official, because I'll be showing slides and a few couple quick videos. But let us begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we know that the evil one wants to sow confusion his three tools of pride, fear, and confusion. We ask, through the Blessed Mother Mary, and through Saint Faustina, that we persevere in this, our journey, our valley of tears, our pilgrimage of life. And we ask that you protect us, Saint Michael, as we continue to stand for the truth. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, thank you for being us. Now, as I said, this is not to attack anybody. I'm going to go over a state of what is happening, why it's happening, and what the church teaching is and what we need to do. So let's begin with our first slide. This is the rainbow. Okay? A rainbow denotes, and this is the colors of the rainbow, if you will. Um, The rainbow denotes God's covenant. And this is what we call the rainbow flag. But the rainbow is a symbol of God's covenant. That's how it was originally used. In a way, you could say it's been hijacked for a different meaning now. It was his promise not to destroy the world again by a flood. And that is why the symbol appeared in the sky. It um, donates God's, he hung a bow. Actually, what, what the rainbow means was it was almost like if God was the, the aggressor, he had the, the hunter like a bow, like you would have a bow and arrow to shoot, and he had to dispel mankind, to punish mankind. That was his weapon, so to speak, like a bow and arrow. And what happened was he hung that bow up. And that is what it is in the sky because the rainbow is like a bow that he hung up and said, that's it, I'm done. He did it to show us that his weapon has been put to rest. He is at peace with us. So the only rainbow that we should want is this one of God's promise, one of a covenant. This is the original meaning And this is what we should hold on to. The only pride that we should have is pride in our family, pride in our faith, and pride in our country. That's what we should have pride in, not in sin and so this is what we're going to talk about Um, when we do when we put pride in this kind of capacity it is putting our will ahead of god's will it's about doing what we want and not doing what god wants that's the very definition of pride and it's one of the seven deadly sins you know kirk cameron who's been um kind of canceled in in um hollywood said this he said joe biden Raise the pride flag let's look at our next slide this is actually interesting because there's a picture of it and he said that the pride flag was raised in violation of u.s flag protocol it was hung equal to the u.s flag you can't do that he said in contrast george washington raised the humility flag okay And during his presidency, Washington raised not the pride flag, a humility flag with the phrase, an appeal to heaven. Kirk Cameron said, and if we want to get America out of this mess and back on track, we've got to replace pride, which is all about me, with humility, which is all about God and others. He said, pride comes before the fall. That has been Christian teaching forever, and we are teetering on a major fall. And if you hear Kirk Cameron, pride comes before the fall. Let us pray that God doesn't have to allow us that giant fall. So let's go to our next slide. Can we celebrate pride? Let's talk about this. Well, first of all, the question might be asked, why celebrate one of the seven deadly sins? Well, Father, this is not the sin of pride. This is about human dignity. We'll explain that in a minute. But it is pride in the sense of doing our will. We don't care about God's will. We want our will to redefine marriage, redefine church teaching on sexual morality, It's definitely the sin of pride, because it's putting, again, our will ahead of God's will. This is a group that claims it's marginalized, but has an entire month now dedicated to it and its agenda. It celebrates every sexual preference, every kind, except the one given to us by God heterosexuality, that's the one not celebrated. Every other one is celebrated in this movement except the one given by God. It really has to make us think. We should be repentant and apologetic rather than celebrate behaviors that go against God's plan. You know, pride started in a different way. It started with just treat us nicely. Don't discriminate against us. Just leave us alone. You know, that's fair. That's a, that's a valid request and, an, and one that we should recognize. But now it seems to have become a forced affirmation. At companies, if you don't march in these parades, you're fired, a forced indoctrination of our kids. So it's gone beyond what its original intent was. It's just now not about tolerance of people, but forced acceptance of many immoral activities. We have to look at this. In fact, many, I was watching videos, shocking, and there was one I just watched last night, and the person yelling into the camera said, and I quote, we are going to sexualize your children and you can do nothing about it. Whoa, that's bullying. Now what about all these bullying laws that have been put through Congress? Why isn't that bullying? We are going to sexualize your children, and you can do nothing about it. Is it safe? Well, sometimes these parades, they involve naked people, people being whipped. Adult men were dressed as babies, suckling on immoral objects. This is crazy and yet we're afraid to say anything about it. I I know I'm taking a risk right now, but as Jim Caviezel says, if we don't stand up for the truth, then we're the ones held responsible. A decent, indecent exposure is a crime, but at pride parades, it's not, even with kids present. Let's go to our next slide. I had to tone this down. It's not any nudity on this slide, but it gives you an idea. You know, we have many cases where homeless people have been charged for indecent exposure by going to the bathroom in public when they have no home. But yet, in Toronto, in D.C., recently, and many other places, there were no charges for full-blown nudity. On the White House grounds, A removal of breasts. No charges. So, this is crazy. Now, that's why it's often, not always, not always, a celebration of perversion and attack a lot of times on Christian teaching. Not always, but many times. And so, we ask, where's the tolerance if... We're being told we're intolerant. Where's the tolerance for morals? When little kids are watching naked men, grown naked men. This doesn't add up. You know, there's an attack on school Catholic teaching, but you know who you know who's attacking Catholic teaching? Catholics. This is insane. Our own bishops sometimes that are are standing up for this? What what about this? Several Catholic school boards in Canada announced that they will require the LGBTQ rainbow flags to be flown at their schools. And listen to this. That's not even the bad part. I mean, that's wrong, but, but that's not even the worst part. The Toronto Catholic District School Board, and if there's anybody here listening, I strongly recommend especially if you have children in that school district, that you make your voices heard. The Toronto Catholic School District School Board clashed with the Cardinal up there, Cardinal Collins, God bless him, who requested that if you're going to fly the pride flag, he even said, I'll meet you halfway okay, but then please read the catechism section on homosexuality in the catechism at the school board meeting. They refused. This is our own Catholics. They refused to read the catechism. If you're going to teach one side of the equation, okay, okay. But then we have the right to teach what the church teaches to these students. If in the name of tolerance, you have to at least let that be open, expressive, which does not belong in a Catholic school because it goes against Catholic teaching, but at least you got to read the catechism on what that church does teach on, on sexual morality and they refused, outright refused. In Ohio, Geneva Christian College, Christian College fired a gay soccer coach for saying on a private Instagram post that it would be good for LGBTQ people to go to church. What? Where's the tolerance for God's teaching? All this person did was say, and put himself or herself, I think it was a woman, in the category that we should go to church. It was a private Instagram post saying that we should go to church and was fired. What's going on? Then we have Bishop Thomas Tobin, the good Bishop Tobin of Providence, Rhode Island, sparked controversy when he tweeted, quote, and I'm quoting him, Catholics should not support or attend LGBTQ Pride Month events because they promote a culture and encourage activities that are contrary to Catholic faith and morals and are especially harmful to children. He got lambasted by Catholics. Bishop Tobin emphasized that the Catholic Church, quote, has respect and love for members of the gay community, he said, as do I, he said. Individuals with same-sex attraction are beloved children of God and our brothers and sisters. As a Catholic bishop, however, my obligation before God is to lead the faithful entrusted to my care and to teach the faith clearly And compassionately even on very difficult and sensitive issues that is what I have always tried to do and I will continue doing that is why I am here I have been entrusted as the provincial superior to stand for the truth and to ensure that every Marian priest stands for the truth please, if you ever hear of a Marian priest or brother not standing for the truth, please contact me. We will not cut his head off, I promise. But we will demand that the truth and Catholic Church teaching be upheld. That is imperative. That's what Bishop Tobin out of Rhode Island is doing, and myself as well. Now here's something very interesting. Now I I hope you stay to the end of this talk, because the the two best parts of this talk are at the very end. One is I'm going to tell you something of why companies are going woke that I bet you never heard, and two, we're going to give you an incredible vision, or not not an understanding of what God's purpose may be for the pride movement. It's really powerful I hope you stay to the end now how did Pride Month get started all right the commemoration of June as Pride Month was officially established by President Bill Clinton in 1999 but it was already unofficially celebrated for decades prior to that Pride Day which eventually grew into Pride Month has been commemorated since June 1969 now, what happened in June 1969? Let's go to our next slide. This is the Stonewall Inn. Stonewall Inn, I'm sorry, Stonewall Inn. It was during what they call the Stonewall Uprising when activists protested against police raids at a gay bar. This was known to be the beginning of the entire pride movement, and it is celebrated. That place is now a shrine. Um, it's, 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 it's really amazing, but do you know the real story of what happened there? I want to tell you something. I spent three hours yesterday trying to find the true story because I heard it somewhere, and I knew that there was more to the story. I could find it nowhere on the web, through Google. I had to get our theologian, Chris Sparks, to get into some heavy research, and he found it. This is how much it's buried. I'm going to tell you what really happened there. We don't hear that it was owned by a mafia crime family, the Genovese family. The Genovese mafia crime family. They didn't even have a liquor license. Now, remember, we're celebrating this place as a shrine now. They didn't even have a liquor license. The owners were guilty of extortion. And the club did not even match health code. They had no running water. Dishes were not washed. Glasses were reused. Hepatitis broke out. Drugs were being dealt inside this inn. These kind of bars were regularly raided. Now, on June 28th, nine, it was raided, but they had a warrant. You never hear this. All I read after page after page on the page of the internet was none of this. The police did get physical, this is true. And I would go so far as to say unwarranted. But what happened was the patrons threw bottles at them. You ever had a glass bottle thrown at you? I was praying once outside an abortion clinic. I think it was in Minnesota. And I I was there all by myself. There was nobody else there and it was in front of the abortion clinic. And all of a sudden this pickup truck goes roaring by And I'm there, the road's right up to the clinic. I mean, literally, the clinic is like 20 feet from the road. And all of a sudden, a beer bottle goes whizzing by my head. I mean, just, just scraped by my head and shattered on the side of the brick wall building. It probably would have killed me. So you have bottles thrown at you. It's not a small thing then the patrons slashed the tires of the police officers then a mob started to grow and the police barricaded themselves inside the inn and hid under the tables you don't hear this all we hear about was the hatred of the homosexual community which i'm not denying there may not have been discrimination there I'm not denying that. And I'm not denying the police maybe in the beginning were too rough with some of the patrons. I'm not denying that. But there's two sides to this story. Then they built Molotov cocktails and firebombed the inside where the police were staying. You haven't heard that. Now there were no deaths, praise be to God. But today, let's look at our next slide there's a plaque there's a plaque celebrating this as 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 a a beginning of a civil rights movement and the beautiful martyrs that were in that church uh, not that they lost their life but that they were martyred for this movement it's celebrated it was a crime not saying the police acted perfectly but today pride month is celebrated with parades parties concerts celebrating the LBGTQ lifestyle, but these parades today encompass much more than just anti-discrimination. Anti-discrimination is wrong, should never be tolerated, but these parades go beyond just asking, don't discriminate against us, and this is what we are not told. Let's watch a quick video of something that shocked me It's only about 30 seconds, if Brother Mark can show this. Let's watch this video for 20 seconds on this agenda and how it now involves children. This is scary. But let's watch, it's only 30 seconds. Okay, so that short video should be alarming. We are coming for your children. Oh my. You may not be happy with me sitting up here. You might be watching this video right now in complete anger at me, and I know I'm going to get the letters. But if I see we're coming for your children, which is what you just watched, and I don't say something at this point i don't care call it politics i don't care this is the outright protection of the precious body and soul of our children and i gotta say something because i am a priest and as a catholic you should be saying something too what is church teaching now let's get into this All right. Church teaching is very clear in the catechism. Let's start with 2357 that states, and I'm just quoting right out of the catechism, homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered because, quote, they close, that's a quote, because they, quote, close the sexual act to the gift of life and, quote, are contrary to the natural law. It says under no circumstances can such acts be approved. But it acknowledges the genuine struggle and the need to love a person with such inclinations. Never, ever, ever is it justified to harm someone, or to hurt someone that falls into this area with a cross. And I'm going to explain to you at the end of this talk, actually God has a plan for the Pride movement. Let's go to our next slide, Catechism 2358. They must be accepted with respect, compassion, and sensitivity. Every sign of unjust discrimination in their regard should be avoided. Okay, love the sinner. That's what this is saying. But we got to hate the sin. Let's go to our next slide. Homosexual persons are called to chastity by the virtues of self-mastery that teach them inner freedom. By prayer and sacramental grace, they can and should gradually and resolutely approach Christian perfection. Notice something here? It's not just Catholic teaching on sexual morality is not just against homosexuality. It's chastity. It's the same for heterosexuals. Okay, it's the exact same. We are called to chastity. When I was engaged, and even now, I'm a male. I'm, 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 I'm a heterosexual male. I'm not gonna lie to anybody and say, those desires are still not there for physical intimacy with a female. Yes, they are, but I can't act on them. I can't go out tonight and go to a bar and meet, even if it's heterosexual. Oh, well, you hate homosexuals, but everything can go heterosexual. No, chastity is required of all of us. My desire may be to spend the night with an adult female, but I can't and I won't. And now I don't want that. I don't want to hurt God. But the biological desire is there, even though my soul doesn't want it. My heart doesn't want it. The biological, it's there. We're not pointing out just homosexuals and saying, you can't enjoy relations. We're saying that about all non-marriage sexual relations. Not just homosexual, but heterosexual. This isn't hate against just one group. I mean, I could say I'm discriminated against Heterosexual, because the Catholic Church teaches, I'm not married and I can't have relations. No, it's God's law. Let's go to our next slide. In July, I'm sorry, in the year 2000, John Paul II condemned a gay pride festival in Rome. Did you know this? He said, quote, in the name of the Church of Rome, okay, I must express bitterness. For the offense to the Christian values of a city that is so dear to the hearts of Catholics across the world, homosexual acts are against nature's laws. The church cannot silence the truth because this would not help discern what is good from what is evil. In 1986, there was a letter from the congregation of the doctrine of the faith called the pastoral care of homosexual persons and this was signed by ratzinger and the cdf says that the answer to mistreatment of homosexuals is not to say that there's nothing morally wrong with homosexual relationships in other words the church is saying the answer to the mistreatment of of gays is not to say there's nothing morally wrong with homosexual relationships but the answer is to explain the church's teaching more clearly so let's look at our next slide number 12. the 1986 cdf letter then stated quote departure from the church's teaching or silence about it in an effort to provide pastoral care, is neither caring nor pastoral. Only what is true can ultimately be pastoral. Did you hear that? Only what is true can be pastoral. The neglect of the church's position prevents homosexual men and women from receiving the care they need and deserve. Just remember, please do it in love. If we do any of this and it's not in love, you're guilty. Now, how do we love without compromise? Well, let's go to our next slide. You ever hear of this group called Courage? Courage is a Catholic organization for people with same-sex attraction and those who love them. It supports them in leading a chaste life and building community and deep friendships with others. Many states now are outlawing this. They're outlawing conversion therapy. Yet, they're promoting conversion from a man to a woman. They're promoting a little boy being converted to a little girl. But somebody who wants to be converted back to chastity is outlawed. This is insane. Now I will borrow from Father Mark Goring. Father Don Calloway has other great talks on this, but Father Mark Goring, the world has gone bonkers. Christophonic, good Catholic, here's what he said, quote, the church teaches that the answer to the unjust treatment of LGBTQ is not to change the church's teaching, not to say that homosexual relationships are good or moral, But the answer really should be to teach the truth more clearly about the dignity of the human person and and to call all of our beloved brothers and sisters to a life of holiness and chastity. Do you know you have chastity even within marriage? Not everything is allowed within marriage. Sorry, I don't mean to get graphics. If your little children hear maybe this part close off their ears, but anal sex oral sex on the male that finishes outside of the conjugal act of the female, that's not chaste, that's not allowed, even within marriage. And so he says that we call all our brothers and sisters to a life of holiness and chastity, which always includes living the virtue of chastity. He said, while it may be good for some to attend pride events in order to witness to God's love and to the teachings of the church, it would be foolish to ignore the reality that sometimes at some of these events, people display images that are offensive, scandalous, especially for younger people. Wow, all you have to do is go on the internet for that. Fully naked men riding bicycles. And I'm looking at this video and there's children all over the sides. What do you say to this? God has a plan for your life and for your relationships and for your sexuality. And if you follow that plan, you're going to be more happy. And if we love you, we want you to be more happy. You know the statistics are startling. Within the active homosexual community, the rates of suicide, way, way more. And I don't know if you could actually define it as this, but fidelity within homosexual relationships, I mean, and that's kind of an oxymoron, but two partners remaining only together is extremely low. They're constantly switching partners. The suicide rates have skyrocketed. They're not happy. Happiness comes from God. Actually, joy. Happiness is an outward um, expression. Joy is the inner. There's only God brings joy. So, how do we approach Pride Month as Catholics? All right, this is an article by Father Philip Bochansky, and I wanted to borrow some of the things. He said some good things here, I wanted to point out. As Christians, we have an obligation to welcome and accompany people who experience same-sex attractions with the same charity that we owe to every human being, okay? Nobody argues that. The church does not teach that the experience of homosexual attraction, though, is in and of itself sinful. So it's not the attraction that you have for the same-sex that is sinful. It's the action Now, the USCCB document called Ministry to Persons with a Homosexual Inclination, paragraph 5, says the church says that no one is to be excluded from family, church, or society simply because of the attractions one experiences. Rather, we are called to walk with them along a path of holiness. Now, sometimes people just stop there. But do you know what Ratzinger said? He said, deep seated homosexual inclinations need therapy, and one should not become a priest. We at the Marian Fathers are very strong on this. We have Father Don as our vocation director, and we've had men come, God bless their honesty. And we've had a couple that were sent to me and I spoke with and they said, father, I do have deep seated homosexual inclinations, but I'm not acting on them now. And I give them all my time. I pray with them. I love them, but I say, I'm sorry. Ratzinger stated very clearly and, and I'm, I'm much more pastoral than this on the phone, I, I promise, but you can't be a priest with deep-seated inclinations, even if you're not no longer acting on them. We at the Marian Fathers are very strong on this. This is not discrimination, it's just not a calling to the priesthood. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Doesn't mean God can't use you. Doesn't mean God will use you for something greater. You're not called to the priesthood. If this would have been done in all religious communities for the last 50 years, we'd be in much better shape. The church's teaching on sexuality is not meant to discriminate or harm anyone, but rather to call people to a deeper appreciation for the meaning of sexual intimacy and a full embrace of proper chastity, even within marriage. Now, this call to chastity is important. The modern arguments in favor of gay lifestyle do not overcome the evidence that homosexual behavior is against divine and natural law. The Jewish faith teaches this, Muslims teach this. The Bible teaches this, the Catholic Church teaches this. So when people smear the Catholic Church, you might want to say to them, do you know the Jews teach this? Do you know the Muslims teach this? Do you know many other Christian denominations teach this? And most of all, do you know that the Bible teaches this? No, Father, I don't. Well, people with homosexual desires are called to the same standard as people with heterosexual desires, chastity. Only within marriage. Well, then I'll marry my boyfriend. No, because it's not a valid marriage. But we love them. Any sexual activity outside of marriage is immoral for anyone. Catechism 2357 through 59 give the summary of this. Homosexual persons are called to chastity because we want them in heaven.
1: Please follow or subscribe to this podcast